0: This is the uh, Troll, Troll Patrol! Troll, live! With Justin. Freakin!
1: I got a Maynard over here doing his sexual anarchy pose. He's he's laying over here like uh like he wants me to draw him like a French girl. Welcome to the Troll Patrol, live. It's a freaking I think I was supposed to be here last night and I was asleep. What up clinically, Warlord. You do not get a tax return yet. You get tax returns on Friday. That's one of the stories we will be covering tonight. We're back to we're back to real news now. We we've been doing fluff news the last couple times I've been with you guys. It's 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 real news tonight. We're gonna hit you with that hardcore shit. Speaking of hardcore shit, that fucking Star Wars special. As soon as it popped up, I'm like, Warlord, Warlord, are you here? And apparently you were not. We did the Star Wars special right before the Trailer Park Boys special. So what the fuck well first of all like most of the most of the special takes place in the in the Wookiee house so there's like no dialogue there was this weird song and dance like within the first 10 minutes there was this weird song and dance with these ant people or whatever it was they were multicolored outfits and then like the old spaceman creep shows up and and Chewbacca's dad gets this device put on his head, and makes him have fantasies about this woman that looked like she should have been in like a Rick James backup band. My God, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. I was I was committed to watching at least thirty minutes of it, and that's about what we watched because it was like I couldn't do it anymore. Apparently, Jefferson Starship came up later on in the special. I love Jefferson Starship. I love Grace Slick. I don't even know if it would have been the Jefferson Starship with Grace Slick. He was in and out of the band multiple times. There was a there was a time period in which a Jefferson Starship existed. There were no original members of of uh, any Jefferson uh, project. But I think Gray Slick comes back after that. They had more uh members in and out than Fleetwood Mac. I had Japanese earlier. Usually have a fortune cookie. Which also I'm wondering like Fortune cookies aren't Japanese, are they? That was a Chinese thing. How does this work? That would be fun times if I read my fortune here on the stream. Ain't gonna be good, is it? Um, smashed up. Felt like my fortunes mashed up. I never cared too much for the mysticism. I actually just like the cookies. Cookies are good. It's really dark in here. I can't read it. Take some needed time to relax in the next few days. Let me tell you something fortune. I slept for like fucking... 28 hours or some shit over the last couple days. I don't think I need to rest anymore in the next couple days. Fortune was way off on that one. No, no, no. I actually need to work way more. I appreciate this intimate though. Thank you, Fortune Cookie. If I end up procrastinating, I'm going to say the cookie told me to. They're, they're an American thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I thought the food came from a Japanese restaurant. I guess they, I guess they hire the same American fortune cookie shit. (laughs) I was, I was out in the kitchen sink, like wiping out my, my Fu Manchu and Curiouser like looking at me funny. I was like, yeah, I think it was the duck sauce. <laughs> but my point was all hardened. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't check. I didn't check to make sure the display was right. This one. It's... There we go. Glad I didn't have like messages up or something. I see like fucking DMs from people. some people on my Discord over here. I don't even know if you'd call this a meme. It's close enough. It'll suffice. I hate rap music, but I love Tom McDonald. Yep, that checks out. The van checks out. Many men died for your freedom so you can sit on the couch and lose it. Ida, do you know do you know who Tom Mcdonald is <laughs> he just he just dropped like a double album one was one was warrior and the other one was Patriot or something like that <laughs> I'm not correct those weren't the names of the albums, but it was something like that it was in that vein okay it was like i I google him for you. Just in case, just in case anybody doesn't know, Tom McDonald over here, Canadian, he's not even American, Jesus, what's with all these Canadians, like, capitalizing on the American anti-woke culture bullshit, yeah, with, with, uh, singles like Sheeple and Brainwashed, and fake woke and white boys. People so stupid. This is where the capitalism is at. What's up, devil? Oh, oh, sorry. Not hit the content warning before we did that. Hog oh, tatted on his lip. I don't get it. Check out that grill we got going on. Motherfucker is pumping out as much content as he can, just to take advantage. Like, I you gotta milk the losers, I guess. Like he knows that his 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 time, his fame is limited. I gotta get that money while I can. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. That's pretty much the gist of all the songs. Ooh, ooh. You can find out the origins. Where that comes from. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Probably know the origins. Uh, Apparently it's a uh, Jordan Peterson thing. Or maybe you've wondered uh, what exactly Charlie Kirk said this in relation to.
2: You live in sexual anarchy.
1: Perhaps you've wondered where those phrases came from. Well, wonder no longer. Uh, if you've got the Spotify, the Stitcher, something like that. If you got, if you've got the YouTube, you can check out the nine-hour best of 2022 troll patrol episode i tried to upload it to the youtube before we started but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have finished before it was time for me to be on here with you guys so it will be up by tomorrow it is nine hours so you gotta give it a little time i will go back and i will put uh chapters so if you just want to check out uh when i got uh hate rated by the groipers and when i talked to dalton codfelter you want to just see that part? I'm gonna have that marked on a chapter, so you can go straight to it. You just want to see Charlie Kirk and the sexual anarchy? I'll have that for you. Spoiler alert: It was in relation to the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> if you wanted, to, if you want to see Lauren Bobert talk about one ton killings, I'll have that for you so many uh fantastic moments i do believe uh, me talking to Al almanero report i believe i believe that is on there uh oh matt walsh i guess that's the biggest thing that happened to me this year matt walsh playing a clip of the troll patrol on his show that was pretty cool that's where he said uh justin Freakin," the formidable voice in the culture Soup, good evening, and yes, I, like, so I troll, like, the worst people on the right, and, uh, so, of course, Facebook recommended Tom McDonald to me. That's, that was a given, and oh my, Twitter is becoming, so I don't follow any chuds on Twitter. I take that back. I follow Fabian, I follow, like, streamers my size. I follow Fabian for Liberty, that is a chud I follow on Twitter who tells me I'm clout chasing. I'm the bigger streamer. It's weird. Um, <laughs> he's not going to respond to me cause I'm clout chasing. He says, but on Twitter, like it is nothing but the Hodge twins, uh, that Nick Adams guy. fucking. Um, Dennis Prager, I keep, that is all I get on Twitter now, and I don't follow any of these people, I do not follow any, like, I follow chuds on Facebook, I don't follow chuds on Twitter, I follow based people on Twitter, what is up squid, good evening, Facebook is absolutely trash, but if you want to argue with dumb fucks, that's the place to do it, and I argue with dumb fucks. How'd we get on this topic? Oh, yeah. I guess this is your meme for the day. I just, it's something I saw on the internet and it made me chuckle. So you get to see it too. But I got news for you. We're going to find out what that news be doing. Dozens killed in a historic snowstorm. The body count keeps rising. Last time I checked, it was 57. When I started working on this show this morning, it was 27. By last count, at least 57 dead. Where snow is expected, they are bracing for more snow in the northeast, Flights have been canceled across the U.S. Uh, Apparently, there's some fuckery going on. It might be the capitalism. Uh, i tell you what's not flying. There are some uh, Russian drones that are not flying tonight after they got shot down. Speaking of drones, we're going to talk about North Korean drones flying into South Korean airspace. Then we're going we're gonna to get into the the crime and punishment part of the show. <clears throat> so uh, I've got updates on stories that we had been following, such as the, the infant that went missing. Two infants got kidnapped. One was found at the airport. Last I left you, when we were talking about this story, Another infant was was on the run with, with a homeless woman. I got an update on that story. Uh, a woman had a baby in the woods. Apparently her dad is a famous hockey player. I believe the baby is actually alive. This isn't a murder story. What was a murder story was this kid in Florida... Got killed by its mother. It's always Florida. Got an update on the mall shooting. that took place in uh, the Mall of America last week. Right before Just in time for Christmas. I've got this story. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this one. I don't know who we're going to root on in this story. Uh, I have video of police shooting and killing multi-millionaire, entrepreneur, venture capitalist type dude. So it's like ACAB, but also like good job officers. Maybe. I don't know. We don't have the details. Maybe, maybe this dude was cool. Maybe he didn't deserve it. He probably didn't deserve it. Maybe he did. bunch of power substations got attacked in Washington State. Seems to be a new form of domestic terrorism. This happened while uh, we had severe cold across the United States. The would-be kidnapper, the plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan has been sentenced Governor Greg Abbott pulling another one of his stunts sending migrants from Texas to the doorstep of the vice president the Supreme Court earlier today ruling to keep title 42 in place as we talked about earlier Trump's taxes set to be released on Friday I, I debated whether to put this story on here or not. Uh, Chris Hayes had some legal experts on the other day, and apparently, they're all saying indictments are coming. It'll be fun. It'll be it'll be fun. Brain, uh, it'll be brain rot. We can watch. I think they may be right, though. I uh, I promised I would shave my head if trump got indicted and uh i'm not gonna be surprised if i have to shave my head i think lindsey graham might get indicted graham apparently wanted to use credit card company technology to throw out georgia votes new details on the plot to overturn the 2020 election The owner of the site Libs of TikTok, Chaya Ratchik, went on with Tucker Carlson, apparently is an appalling piece of business. I got a little clip to play you of Miss Chaya Ratchik, on with Tucker Carlson, and uh, it only took a couple of hours after uh, that interview dropped that a person who studies extremism was able to pinpoint her in footage of being at the Capitol on January 6th, which really isn't a surprise. Katie Hobbs wanted Carrie Lake. I was spacing on her first name there for a second. Katie Hobbs, the governor-elect in Arizona, wanted Carrie... <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Lake, sanctioned for her actions. I have an update uh, about the judge's decision. Remember, remember our gay Jewish friend, uh, the <laughs> the representative-elect, gay Jewish Republican. Who apparently lied about being gay and about being Jewish. Uh, He has owned up to lying about his work history, apparently, maybe, I don't know. We're going to hear from him. We're going to hear it from the horse's mouth. Tom Cotton uh, apparently doesn't spend much time in Arkansas, but I've been to Arkansas. I can't really blame Tom Cotton on that one. There was some sort of discovery of ancient DNA, Greenland or Iceland or some shit like that. We'll get the full story. Plus, I got a chonky cat. I'm going to show you a real chonky cat. That's what we got going on tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Dude, that's that's how you do a teaser. That's how you keep people here towards uh, to the end. Quid, you got a pretty, um, you got a pretty clean timeline, eh? I my my Twitter is relatively new, right? So this is like my sixth or seventh Twitter. I haven't I haven't groomed it. I haven't groomed my Twitter uh, properly yet. Windover Productions. I I watched the How Florida Got Weird video, talking about how like the different sections. And how different developers and it was made to be like a you know an affluent uh, community, almost like a whole state of gated communities. Fucking okay, Wendover Productions does good work. I'm a big fan of YouTube video essays. I don't watch a lot of people that do reaction content like myself. I don't want it to seep into what I do. I do watch a lot of video essays. big fan of the youtube video asset. Dover Productions one of my favorites. I I was really into this uh Moon channel. They're they're a little um They're a little right-wing conspiratorial. Like I really I really like their videos and uh, instead of like calling out capitalism, it always gets to, you know, what what's the cause, what's cause and all this. And it's always like wokeness. <laughs> and I just laugh. I'm like, no, that's not it. No. Capitalism. You're not, you're not calling it out properly. The wogies. ruin everything alright so uh, the first half of this show maybe a little bit more is going to be a real bummer sorry (laughs) real bummer second half is where the fun shit is we're starting off real downer shit you know we do the news. If it bleeds, it leads, motherfuckers. Ran people off with that. Good. Don't want to bum you out. Radio. Hey good evening. Team loss. This morning, Buffalo still not out of the woods.
3: Western New York could see God damn tonight. After more than four feet brought Buffalo to a frigid halt. Nothing can compare to this storm. The Tisdell family says they almost didn't survive after their car got stuck in the whiteout. Thankfully firefighters came to the rescue.
4: They saved our lives. So many people didn't make it out of their cars. so many people didn't make it out of their homes.
3: The severe winter weather blamed for nearly 60 deaths nationwide. One of the state's hardest hit. I think they are expecting that number President to Biden continue to rise. Of emergency after officials reported more than 2 dozen weather related deaths.
5: It is uh, painful. Uh, to find members of your community that are deceased, who were trying to walk out during storm conditions, got disoriented and passed away out in the street.
3: Navigating streets turned to parking lots. Authorities also facing reported looting.
5: I don't know how these people can even live with themselves, how they can look at
1: themselves in...
5: The mirror. They are the lowest of of the low.
1: This
3: is first responders continue to help Buffalo residents. Oh
1: no, I can think about. I can think of much lower people
3: assisting road clearing crews.
1: You, you know who is uh, lower than any looter? Uh, anybody who jacks up their prices in response to a a situation like this far worse than a looter.
3: Checking for stranded motorists and assisting in search and rescue efforts.
1: It's up in flames now.
3: While firefighters struggled to control a multiple home fire in the deep snow yesterday. And the all b- cops, air all air cops will will are remain are closed until Wednesday morning those as looters. the area braces for a touch of more snow today. That viral Christmas party with stranded South Korean tourists giving Yosef Choi and his wife a honeymoon he'll never forget
6: i got Whoa. i don't remember in buffalo too so
1: you know I... we we went from uh 57 deaths to you know that viral video look, look at these happy stranded tourists well it is the today show what did i expect
7: is going to go even higher
0: wgn's andrea medina live in the newsroom with more on this andrea
7: hi patty
1: that's my bad you know it's like it's like uh michael in the in the fridge that said dead pigeon and he looks in the bag he's like well i don't know what i expected
4: lord is buffalo and surrounding communities are just starting to dig themselves out from the massive blizzard but residents are not in the clear yet as another round of snow is expected it has been five days since Buffalo, New York, got pummeled by a relentless snowstorm. It was just so heavy, we couldn't even get our snowblower out because we had a six-foot drift in front of the garage. Too much conditions snow to blow. Terrible and dangerous for all.
8: The conditions, the blinding snow, the zero visibility, absolute whiteouts. Uh, It may go down as one of the worst
4: in history. But the devastation is not behind them yet. According to the National Weather Service, several more inches of snow is predicted to come on Tuesday. While it won't be like last week's massive storm, Buffalo has already recorded more than 95 inches, which is typically what the area sees in the entire winter season. During the peak of the storm, vehicles were buried under mounds of snow and left abandoned on the streets. People were also trapped inside their homes, some even without power. In the freezing cold. You
2: tell us not to leave. We don't leave. And then we die in our houses and in our apartments. They just need
9: to be more prepared for something
10: like
4: this. At one point, the snowstorm trapped every emergency vehicle and slowed response times, and made things complicated for men and women who are devoted to saving lives.
2: We've got snow drifts up to second-floor windows. We've got cars that are just disappearing.
1: There's a hell of people a people can't get out of
2: their David. houses. People can't get uh, next door. They can't get to their driveways. They can't, you know. Firefighters and paramedics are having trouble just responding to these calls. I've never seen such difficulty and just merely getting out the door.
4: With the frigid temperatures, high winds, and whiteout snow, circumstances were beyond anyone's control. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel with warmer temperatures forecasted later this week. And since the sto- storm started, National Guard troops carried out more than 550 rescues across the Buffalo area. But unfortunately, about two dozen people have died as a result of the weather. President Joe Biden said his prayers are with the victims' families and has offered federal assistance prayers. to help clean up. Come on, In the newsroom, man. Andrea Medina, WGN News.
1: More snow expected tomorrow. God damn. Chaos in our nation's airports. Holiday travel meets with a crazy ass storm. All kinds of flights have been canceled. Apparently, the airlines not only were they understaffing, they are working with an antiquated system, and they don't have real time tracking for their flight staff and crew. So like these crews have like mandatory time that they have to take off or they have to check into a hotel and they're having to manually call in and report to their airlines that they're at a hotel room and it's, 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 it's causing these hours and hours long queues. It is insane. Holy shit. And we have bailed the airlines out multiple times. We should totally
11: nationalize them to the Southwest Airlines debacle. The Department of Transportation now investigating the mass cancellation of flights as so many passengers, they are still trying to get home. And Alex Perez is live at O'Hare Airport in Chicago with a story. Alex, good morning, what a mess. Hey, good morning,
6: Gio. Yeah, frustrated passengers are stuck at airports across the country. The return home from Christmas for many has become a flat out nightmare. This morning.
9: They said, no one's getting on a flight, a Southwest flight, for four days. And they said, we can't help you go home.
6: Southwest Airlines melting. Box, sassy, good
1: evening. Christmas was just ruined. This was the
6: worst Christmas ever. While
8: 3,800
6: oh. flights were canceled across the country Monday after the punishing winter storm, nearly 3 quarters of them were Southwest flights. And the company has already canceled over 2,500 flights today, with more misery expected this week. It's been catastrophic. It is simple simply a failure of of Southwest management. When asked about the collapse, a spokesperson for Southwest blaming the weather.
2: I think it's just the sheer size of the storm. It's just the fact that this one started west, swept east, and impacted uh, almost every single one of our largest airports that put
12: us in a position where-
1: Buddy, it's December, you're you're telling me that you didn't know it was going to be cold and snowy in Chicago in December.
13: Where We struggled to recover
2: and we struggled to get our flight crews and airplanes where they needed to be.
1: In a statement, the company
6: vowing will work to make things right for those that we've let down. We recognize falling short and sincerely apologize. But this morning, federal officials are launching an investigation into the chaotic response. The Department of Transportation saying it is concerned by Southwest's unacceptable rates of cancellations and delays and reports of a lack of prompt customer service. Adding it will investigate whether cancellations were controllable. The airline's own employees they were are blaming the company for not being better prepared. Some Southwest flight crews are being left on hold for up to 10 hours while they wait for scheduling instructions.
1: If I'm not mistaken, they laid off a bunch of people during COVID and they haven't brought back the staff to the level that they were. Something like a third of, the, of, of their staff is yet to be rehired back. I might be wrong on that number, but it it seems like I read that somewhere. Um, That'll cause problems because I'm assuming they were already understaffed before COVID. From weary travelers sleeping on airport
6: floors to unclaimed luggage pileups, the harsh reality was everywhere.
3: Unfortunately, our next available seats for rebooking are on the 31st and beyond.
6: Loudspeakers warning flyers in Houston they shouldn't expect to get a flight out for at least six days. Others boarding crowded buses chartered by Southwest. One bus headed from Raleigh to Nashville, a 500-mile ride that will take more than eight hours. I
14: definitely I did not anticipate uh, having to go from an <laughs> uh, hour-and-a-half flight to taking an eight, eight-hour road trip.
1: And it's expected to take more than a week of playing... Cut. I do believe I saw Tim Pool was in Chicago and was, <laughs> like, uh, begging people to put together some kind of caravan or some shit to make the trek back to, to D.C. Speaking of Tim Pool, I have a beanie now.
6: Catch up for Southwest's flight schedule to get back on track. Guys?
9: More than a week. What a total disaster.
4: Alex, thank you. And Gio, you of course are a transportation expert. We were talking about this earlier. You say you've
11: never seen anything like this. And Mary, the experts I've spoken to, they've never seen anything like this. It is unprecedented. And when you look at the other airlines and what happened yeah. yesterday, They weren't anywhere near what was happening with Southwest. So rightfully so, the Department of Transportation is saying, wait a minute, why did that happen? What needs to happen now? On the beanie train. Because in November, we know they did fine some airlines over refunds. So that's very possible in something like this. We don't know, but we're going to keep following this. It's crazy.
8: The idea of people getting on a bus for eight hours when a flight couldn't take off is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: I might like the beanie. Might be on the beanie train. <laughs> uh, I, I popped in Plex the other night. And Producer Dave was doing the beanie. I was a little jealous of his beanie. Oh, fucking shit. so speaking of things not in the air anymore a drone was shot down in russia apparently a couple of uh Was it it Russian Ukraine has apparently shown
12: that it has the reach and the resolve to
1: strike deep
12: inside Russian territory. Russia said yesterday that three of its airmen were killed when a Ukrainian drone was shot down near the Angles military airfield. That's a strategic bomber base. It's located hundreds of miles from the front line.
1: See, my numbers went up when I put the beanie on. Beanie is magic. A similar
12: drone attack targeted the base three weeks ago. Ukraine has not publicly claimed responsibility for either
1: of those drone attacks. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't miss the Today Show every weekday at 11... Fuck you, Al Roker. I don't know what Al did to anybody. I don't know what's up with me and picking like Today Show like short-ass pieces. Taught us nothing about what's going on in Russia a disservice maybe this one will do better and we'll find out what's going on in North Korea I feel I feel like I look like um, is it Kearney on the Simpsons is the one with the with the beanie is his name I I, I I feel like he's got some some whiskers going on we've been doing we've been doing fluff uh the last few times uh I've been with you guys it's, it's been all fluff I got I gotta find out what that news be doing this, this as I as I said before like the first hour and a half this is this is some hardcore stuff we got going on here. Content warning, fuckers. Blabbing some uh, right wingers towards the end of the show. It's always fun if the internet hangs on. Looks like it might want, might not want to cooperate. Cooperate. I might not be able to cooperate. I actually um, on a daywalker schedule. I was actually up today during day hours. That's weird for me. I didn't just wake up. <laughs> I've been up all day today. So I don't know. I, I might be a little tired. I might be a little slap happy for tonight's stream. Oh yeah, uh, North Korea. Let, let's let's fuck with some North Korea. Oh, I gotta read it. Residents of Seoul expressed concern after North Korea launched a series of drones. Uh we- drones across its border, sparking a military response from South Korea.
15: I've
1: this terrifying thinking of what if the drones were loaded with bombs that would trigger a war or something. As any ordinary citizen, there's nothing I can do if that really happens. So I can't help but think what I would do if a war broke out. i several attacks using weapons of mass destruction as well as chemical ones carried out by drones in recent conflicts. In a way, this incident clearly showed that it's possible here too. As I understand it, most of them don't like live their daily lives in fear of North Korea. I think our response was much more insufficient than I thought it would be. Maybe we are too dependent on the US military. Now that's a good possibility. It looks like we're always responding a little too late. I'm not trying to stoke fear in South Korea. I, as I understand it, like they don't often think about the possibility of war with North Korea because, like, they see that, like, they don't see North Korea the way we see North Korea. Like, they, they see them as, you know, just a estranged family member. The weird relationship. Much U.S. imperialistic propaganda that we're, that we're seeing things... Uh, Let's talk about the shooting at the Mall of America the day before Christmas Eve, I believe. On the 23rd multiple shootings have happened at the mall of america this year
8: so largest tourist attraction has shoppers asking how does the mall of america plan to keep us safe
1: well bullets flew
2: on three separate occasions this year setting off lockdowns the most recent shooting happened on friday which is the second busiest shopping day of the year and it left a teenager dead just days before christmas so the question now is what happens next Fox 9 went back to the MOA. Notice
1: that he mentioned shopping before the, the dead teenager. The fact that it was the busiest shopping day, or the second busiest shopping day of the year, was more important than the dead teenager. ...day, and it seemed like it was business as usual. The parking lots were full, and shoppers galore
8: so let's bring in rose schmidt who has been on top of moa safety for the last six months and so rose what's the it mall
14: was doing business
1: about- as usual the next day
8: well kelsey three times
1: over the last good lord just another day mass shooting usa my god have i gotten a lot of use out of that graphic
14: Last year, shots rang out in the Mall of America, sending shoppers and staff members running for cover. The most recent incident on Friday. Today we asked about the mall's plan going forward and we're told it takes safety and security very seriously. Nordstrom is back open three days after Bloomington police responded to the sound of gunshots on the first floor. Jumper's now noticing some changes.
11: A lot more officers at the entrance and like entrances of like stores and stuff like that too.
14: In the last year, the Mall of America has had four incidents involving guns, with shots fired three times. Starting with New Year's Eve, when a single bullet hit two people and a mall spokesperson reassured holiday shoppers.
16: We have extensive video surveillance, we have state-of-the-art equipment, and we have security officers- Please
1: still shop.
16: We need you to shop. And they will work closely with the Bloomington Police investigators to make sure that we find all evidence.
14: Then in August, shots ring out at the Nike store. The same spokesperson telling shoppers, the mall's been open for 30 years and has a quote, incredible safety record.
16: Guests will expect to see an increased uh, uh, presence of both Mall of America security and our partners in law enforcement.
14: That brings us to this week when police say the shooting Friday night at Nordstrom left a 19-year-old man dead. The mall declined Fox 9's request for an on-camera interview Monday but told us in a statement additional security resources have been put into place that are both visible and non-visible to guests. We specifically asked whether the mall is still testing metal detectors, as we reported back in October. But a spokesperson would only say they're still testing multiple security measures. Shoppers, though, telling Fox 9 that they would like to see metal detectors on a permanent basis.
16: It'd make me feel safer,
0: especially what's been happening this year. 100% for it. It's better to... I
1: don't know if I want to get a pat down to go into a mall.
0: After it happens.
1: I don't know that i want to go into mall mall, period
14: today it has an extensive system of cameras as well as canines bike patrols and
1: is it just me or does she look like uh like that's like a mannequin's body like look at those hands you ain't fooling anybody ma'am you're some sort of animatronic aren't you there's something not right Maybe may I maybe I'm wrong. You seem like a lovely lady, but like there's just something about your body that doesn't seem seem lifelike. Poor woman, I shouldn't comment on her looks. There's no way she's reptilian. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. Also that wasn't that wasn't funny. I should I should be let down.
0: Okay. So
1: exactly like she could be a very pleasant Android. So this one, this one I'm excited for. So we have the cops shooting a multimillionaire entrepreneur outside of his home. And I believe we we watched we watched this uh, Isaiah dude before. He's always fun. This is this is gonna be a whole fun piece. This is
0: Isaiah uncensored. A horrifying video shows the final moments of Austin homeowner Rajan David Musingi. Now police sh- shot and killed him outside of his home in November.
1: Oh, now see see this is we add a whole other layer to it. So it, this wasn't some white guy. Is mean, that racist to me that when I hear like multi-millionaire entrepreneur, automatically think some crusty white guy uh, that I think might have the have have it coming to him? But No, we've got a whole layer of racism in this story as well. That is shit on me to automatically assume that it was, it was some like uh, snooty white guy. Burr. David three or nine shots. Canceled so, Justin.
17: Suspects down. So, down. Hands are up.
0: It wasn't me. Don't your hands do it, now. it wasn't me. You know, I think we've watched this video. His last words. It wasn't me before he was shot four times by Austin police officers. Now police were responding to a call about a man pointing a rifle at his own home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: very upset that they came and shot him, because we watched this a week or two ago.
0: According to the caller, Musinji seemed to be scared of something inside of his home. Austin PD says when officers arrived, he was standing on the porch continuously In shooting into the home. He shot two times, twice. Officers told Musinji to drop his weapon, and when Musinji did not, an officer shot him. My next guest is weighing in on this situation. I mean, yeah, sometimes I am an idiot. And joining us now to talk about this case is Greg Dupree, a former police officer and security expert. When you look at this videotape or- it uh, hey, Gab means or, him or, too. Uh, ...being shot by Austin police. This idiot's got a sweet beanie. Because there's a lot going on, a lot to to unpack
5: in this case and that's true Isaiah I it is there is a whole lot to un, unpack in this case you know it's a tragedy obviously uh but when you take all
1: Sons, this is America you greet everybody with a gun
5: you had the homeowner armed with a weapon you had the guy on the phone giving the dispatcher the information about it and let's be perfectly honest he wasn't, he, well, he didn't talk to the homeowner enough to know exactly who he was and what he was doing. But if he yeah. did, he didn't relay that information.
1: What I see is a man exercising a second amendment right on his property and he ain't harming nobody. To the uh, dispatcher.
5: The dispatcher, I, I don't know whether or not she relayed all information to the officers before they pulled up. And, but when you have all these different factors in play they all contribute to this death. You know, it's it's tragic. If you ask me, did the police officer overreact from the time he pulled up to the scene? That's, That's very possible. And, but we can't determine that until we get all the factors. Chainsaw,
1: my welcome, opinion, my
5: friend. And everything else, the reports and see what they say. But this is not in, as, the raid. in opinion, This is not a cutting dry.
1: Uh, Buddy, the Supreme I'm Court saying, has ruled you got the right uh, to shoot a cop if they on your uh, property sure illegally,
5: and it, it resulted in the guy's death.
0: Yeah, and you had Munisinga shooting at least twice into his own property. Mm-hmm. The police are pulling up as he's firing shots this is America. at house. Right. And uh, according to his family uh, and and friends, he thought he had just returned from California, chip, a trip mm-hmm. in California. See, I tell people not to own a gun because it, it makes you less safe. Around, And then you have police arriving on the scene. Just for this reason. While he's discharging, the homeowner is discharging his weapon. Exactly. That is a recipe then, for disaster.
1: Then people that are are supposedly on the you side know, of the Second Amendment see, show up. Pull up and see, be like, oh, you got a disorder? You yourself know, and I the cops show up. Work. What? And you know, you don't
5: know if the person with the weapon is the suspect or the homeowner, you know, or the victim, and you don't know whether or not that person is going to turn on you with that weapon. But you also have to take into consideration so that some too of
1: the many goddamn the videos of the, the cops showing up and what killing this
5: person. Possibly had
1: a good guy injuries. with a gun. Mm-hmm.
5: So if that information was relayed to the officers when before they pulled up, they had to take that into consideration too. When they look, they pull up. And they see a man with a weapon firing a weapon who could possibly have mental health issues.
0: One of the things uh, that we heard in previous reporting on this was that the officer issued a warning, of, uh, but immediately started firing before he. Yep,
1: that sounds about sentence. right. Does it gun! <laughs> yep, yep. Fuck, 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 he fuck, fuck, fuck. His intent was. Fuck, 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 fuck. profanity. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to snooze the ads on Twitch. I'm going to try to get through the no profanity.
5: Correct. By issuing the warning, but at a heightened sense, a heightened stress level, he could have just thought he was saying, given the warning before he fired his weapon and just
1: pretty much fired him at the... Buddy, you can't, the cops can't shoot somebody because like, oh, he might shoot someone in a situation like this. How
5: how do you know whether or not the person that's firing fucking the fucking bootleggers you you're, you're, you're sent to deal with is actually going to hear what you have hear you saying? Warning.
0: The analogy they gave: oh, I the it, speed uh. of the bullet travels faster than God damn the it. officer's voice and and what he is saying. So exactly did did. Uh, Raj, even actually hear him. What advice would you give to law enforcement officers in a case like this, Greg, which you are years Dug of both in Houston and in Colorado as a police officer? Well,
1: I... I... <laughs> That's the advice I, I'd give I, to the cops. Give to it would be dip. that
5: much other than to assess the situation as quickly as you can, take cover. You know, you want to make sure when you're pulling up to the scene, you're in the best strategic position or uh, tactical position as possible. You want to uh, be in a position where both you and your partner are... Uh,
1: I'll tell you what position by, to be by in. The,
5: ...by nothing else, the police vehicle. But the, the <laughs> advice that I have more so is... is <laughs> whatever
1: whatever outdoors, position is, so is most comfortable for you to suck my cock. Room.
5: You have to take into consideration. That anytime you pull a weapon and leave your home, and even though you're on your property, when you're walking outside the perimeter, you're going to get, you should be aware that you're going to get the same result from your neighbors and other passers
1: Does any of that count as profanity? <laughs> Do you have to reset the call? To <laughs> you,
5: uh, to them, you seem like a threat to the safety, at least to public safety, and that's the information they're going to relate to the police. So you want to be, you want to. I hate
1: to no, say this, I I am uh, told time and time Australia again the people with the guns are sense. are keeping you the peace
5: that hey if the police come to my home and see me armed with a weapon how do they know that I'm the homeowner unless I have I'm the one that's called the police and say look I got possibly got a burglar in my house this guy obviously was trying to deal with this situation himself mm-hmm. but he was also in a position where he could exit his home right, and contact right. the police and let them come deal with it without a weapon but obviously, he didn't do that, and, and unfortunately, it resulted in his death.
0: Well, you yeah, ever met the cops? Of course, a, you have. A very They're incompetent. Case to unpack, and of course, yes, it I'm is. sure that the uh, district attorney will take a look at this, as well as the internal investigation. Um, I am,
1: right. I am sorry that uh, this was a story that we would already covered. I this was going to be new footage we were going to be watching. This one's going to be heartbreaking. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Just because just because there's like multiple, multiple kid tragedies, stories to cover. Hell oh, yeah, you did, Chainsaw. Good evening, my friend, welcome.
14: And we begin this new with a heartbreaking story in North Miami Beach. Police are- That's
1: what I just said. They
14: say a three-year-old girl was killed and we are told her mother is now in custody in connection with her tragic death. We
4: appreciate your, appreciate your time this afternoon. I'm Roxanne Vargas. And I'm Constance Jones. NBC6 says
15: Amanda Placencia. She's live from North Miami Beach with what police are saying about this crime, Amanda.
1: Amanda Placenta.
15: Well, Constance and Roxy, the details of this case are just uh, horrific. A three-year-old girl murdered by her own mother. Now, this scene has been active since early this morning. You see, police here the scene blocked off as this happened inside of an apartment in this complex along 163rd Street near Northeast 10th Avenue. Now, police say around 2 a.m., there was a 911 call that they were the child's mother reporting that she was stabbing her daughter. North Miami what? police said that her three-year-old child was killed. We also saw the Miami-Dade medical examiner on the scene to take that child's body. We don't know what could have led that mother to do something so drastic, but the child's mother has been taken into custody and is considered a suspect in this homicide. We also spoke to two women who work in the area and were just stunned to hear what happened.
1: Jesus.
8: Oh my God, I have four kids with me, so I'm so really
15: scared. Also
17: about the situation, please. I'm talking about the
15: this woman says it's incredibly sad that an innocent child was killed, especially at the hands of her oh, own the
1: mother. The beanie might be making my head. Yeah, he nice Just on. a terrible
15: situation here now. Investigators have not released further details as to the name of that child or that name of that child's mother. As soon as we get further updates, we'll bring them to you live on air. Reporting live from North Miami Beach, Amanda Placencia, NBC6 News.
1: It's not the only heartbreaking story I have for you about a about a kid. This one is a is a crazy story. I I don't know what to think about this. Available Oh, that would explain it. (laughs) I don't know what to do about that. (laughs) Not available in my region, though. Uh let's go. Going up to New Hampshire, where apparently this woman is the daughter of a famous NHL player. Freezing cold
7: night. Thankfully, that baby boy is now safe in a hospital. His mother is facing criminal charges. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Tanaka. WBZ's Christina Rex is live in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight. She just spoke with investigators about a truly disturbing incident, Christina.
18: Yeah, Chris, police believe that woman intentionally led them in the opposite direction of where that baby actually was. So it took them an hour to find that newborn. Any longer, they say, and he may not have survived.
4: Most likely you're going to believe to be one baby you're looking for.
18: The 911 call came in after midnight, a pregnancy issue at a homeless encampment near the Westside Arena in Manchester.
3: There was a woman there who told them that she had had a baby, but there was no baby with her so there was an immediate concern.
18: Their paramedics found 26 year old Alexandra Eckersley having just given birth but with no baby in sight then began a frantic search in the woods. First responders say Eckersley intentionally led them in the opposite direction of the baby. After one hour they say the mother confessed the baby's whereabouts and firefighters found the newborn boy alone on the floor of a tent with no clothes or blanket.
5: Had we not Collectively located a little boy when we did um, and rendered the first day that was rendered um, I'm quite confident the child probably would have died in that tent.
18: They rushed the baby and Eckersley to two different hospitals This holiday night search traumatic for first responders.
3: We've got a great job, but we're regular people We're fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and cousins and it it can't help but affect you.
18: New Hampshire has a safe haven law, allowing parents to drop a baby off anonymously for the state to take custody.
3: Come to a firehouse, come to a police station, go to a church, go to a hospital.
18: There are resources for people in a desperate situation. The police chief says resorting to what is alleged to have happened in these woods is never the answer.
5: So if you choose to live in the woods and you refuse our outreach, you refuse services, um, then so be it. Um, that's your decision as an individual, but you don't get to do this to a child.
18: And as of early this evening, that baby is still in the hospital and his condition is improving. Now, Eckersley is expected to be arraigned tomorrow. For this incident, she's facing felony reckless conduct charges. She's also facing unrelated endangering of a child. Yeah,
1: yeah, I noticed that too, one so.
18: In Concord. For now, live in Manchester, New Hampshire, Christina Rex, WBZ News.
1: If they choose to live in the woods. Well, ACAB means... Well, that dude was like a firefighter. (laughs) I think he might have been emergency services. I don't think he was a cop. So, update on a story that we did last week. There was a woman in Ohio. Oh, oh. I accidentally, uh, put my VPN overseas and now I'm getting denied by a lot of the local news stations. <laughs> oh God. nope, no, that's not it. In Ohio. (laughs) Did the story about the homeless woman. Yeah, totally. All these local news stations are... Let's hope the Daily Mail has the update. No, that's not it. That's not it. Anyway. Oh, I can swear now. God damn right. Uh, The homeless woman that stole the car that had the two infants in it. We found one infant uh, at the airport. The other one was still missing. They found that infant. She was in Indiana. She's been arrested. They're holding her on, on separate charges in Indiana. She actually had her first court appearance today, and that was the story I was going to show you, uh, but I can't do it because my VPN is connected to an overseas server uh, by accident. I didn't mean to do that because I, I knew that kind of stuff would happen. But anyway, we're going to talk about Attacks on power substations. Uh, The kidnapper in the Gretchen Whitmer case has been sentenced. The Greg Abbott migrant stunt over Christmas. Trump's taxes are going to get released on Friday. We're going to listen to legal experts talk about the possibility of indictments heading Trump's way. Plus, Chia Ratchick was on Tucker Carlson. It only took a couple hours for them to identify her in video from January 6th. All that and more on the other side of the break, here on the Troll Patrol, live. Paltrow is one of the biggest stars on earth, an actress, a singer, an author, an entrepreneur. She is an Academy Award winner and owner of a successful lifestyle brand, albeit with a questionable name. Why then is she stealing her ideas from a barely known comedian from Appalachia? Earlier this year, Paltrow launched her This Candle Smells Like My Vagina product under her (laughs) goop <laughs> brand. There's just one little issue, Miss Paltrow. I came up with the idea for Pussy Candles back in 2013. It's from my stand-up comedy routine, Pussy in the Morning, where I coined the concept of a vagina-scented perfume I called Eau de Toit. The next line in that routine goes a little something like this. <laughs> And that inspired me to create a scented candle, which also looks like a vagina and smells like a turned-on vagina. So you burn it, you get the smell of the vagina, and then after it's finished, it looks like a freshly fucked pussy, all floppy and sloppy. So, since Miss Paltrow is clearly infringing on an idea I had that long predates her product, I would like a cut of that $75 she's charging for her ripped off cunt candle. Please donate to my legal fund by visiting my Patreon. Show this bougie liberal elitist that she can't steal her ideas from the hardworking people of America's heartland. And I will use the money from that settlement to bring affordable pussy scented candles to market. Available to all the masses, not just Elton John. Elton John, why does he like the smell of pussy? You might need to refresh as I switched, I switched my server back to the u s so but don't get blocked out of my other stories. Oh also, we're gonna look at Christy Nome's Christmas present. Christy Nome got a badass Christmas present. We're gonna check it out. She apparently put a video of it up on on Twitter. A fortune cookie. We to take it easy. <laughs> oh shit. Didn't know who it was giving a fortune to. Smokey! Fucking chill, dude. Fucking chill. really know where Christy Gnome fits in here they're all kind of serious stories and then like Christy Gnome and her flamethrower get thrown in <laughs> oh shit Smokey chill let me let Smokey out Aynard's over here being good that's not usual Say hey, hi to everybody. I think he probably wants my attention. Not so much that he wants to go out, it's that like he wants he wants me to pay attention to him. Alright, buddy, I'll let you out. they all beef with the kitten like the kitten the kitten is just rowdy man the kitten is rowdy what 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 warlord what do you mean delay no delay here I had to uh I was on a European server and I was getting denied on local news sites because they don't want to have to comply with EU regulations so they just block anything that's not in the US. <laughs> I had to switch my server during the break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anybody on YouTube that might have uh, got put into a different stream. Fuzzy Simba. Good evening. You think the the kitten, kitten will be trouble as an adult. Uh, like kittens is wild. Okay. So the kitten was, was possibly feral. He was found inside a a vehicle. Oh, we don't know. It don't have a lip. (laughs) Like part of her jaw is missing or some shit. So like she rough kitten, right? She's, she's already had a wild lot. (laughs) but she hit the kitten jackpot living with Curiouser she hit the kitten jackpot she's gonna be well taken care of but she is uh, she is wild and she loves fucking with the other cats like she wants to square up with every single other cat in this house at all times like I'll fight you all I'm the smallest thing here, but I will fight all of you at once. It cracks me up. She climbs the wall over here because I love having her in here. But like she gets like she gets to where she's like coming after my headphone cable and she, uh, where she'll be hanging off my pant leg. Then she'll go over and she'll she'll climb the fucking wall. <laughs> but the fact is she don't have no lip and that's why that's why she looks all funny whenever i hold her up to the camera and she's she got like her tongues hanging out she always looks a little you know like mm. <laughs> but it's adorable uh i think smokey likes playing with her now but like socks socks doesn't like her maynard doesn't like her. that's probably why maynard's in here right now He was like, I need a break from her. <laughs> He's just chilling over here. Hey, Maynard. He's the only cat I got. The only cat that's in here with me right now. All the rest of them left me. Right before the show, all three of them were laying on the futon. I was
0: like, ooh.
1: Ooh, it look, it's so nice. I just lay in between all three of you. You know, I'll cuddle up, take a nap. It'd be real nice. But no, no. I skipped out on last night. I wasn't going to skip out on tonight. I figured I deserved last night. It was like a holiday. Because I was on on Christmas. I got to take a holiday day. It was like the day after Christmas. I I legitimately slept through the show. Uh, Let's talk about the people who were without power over the Christmas holiday. Having happening in Washington state, we we had the story just a couple of weeks ago, a power substation being attacked in North Carolina, and we have multiple power substations in Washington. That's a domestic terrorist incidents.
7: And
19: early Christmas morning, three power substations in the Tacoma area targeted and vandalized. A mother on Christmas night. Arriving officers found blue flames, the perimeter fence cut. In all 14,000 people left without power, Amanda Clark lost electricity and her well water. It's
8: scary in our small little community that something like that would happen.
16: We're gonna be investigating to see if this was coordinated by a specific group of people. The FBI issued a warning Justin, this morning
19: after power companies in Oregon and Southern Washington were attacked using hand tools, arson, firearms, and metal chains, possibly in response to an online call for attacks on critical infrastructure. In North Carolina, substations were attacked with gunfire, knocking out power to 45,000 homes and businesses. A Homeland Security Terrorism Advisory warned in November that domestic actors and foreign terrorist organizations maintain a visible presence online to motivate supporters to conduct attacks in the homeland the fbi seems concerned that domestic terrorism is encouraging this online what's the motivation they're looking for chaos and destabilization because they believe the government is oppressive um they believe the government is is what keeps everything going and they don't like the way things are going Homeland Security is increasingly concerned that the electric grid is vulnerable, targeted by domestic extremists motivated by election anger, the capital insurrection, Nazi ideology, socio political issues, and encouraging each other online.
1: Speaking of Thank Nazi ideology, again. I had a very interesting encounter on Twitter. Who was it? A video of video doesn't really matter so much, but it was a video of somebody talking about Holocaust denial, and it might have been the quartering, might have been Jordan. It was somebody, somebody to that effect. And I made a point about like, you know, free speech doesn't protect you from a platform taking down Nazi propaganda. And the amount of people who responded to me with like, oh, anything you don't like is Nazi propaganda. And I'm like, no, no, the video specifically referenced Holocaust denial. That is Nazi propaganda. (laughs) Like, that's that's insane that anybody would question whether or not that was Nazi propaganda or accuse me of like, oh, anything you don't like is Nazi propaganda. Oh no, we were specifically talking about Holocaust denial, which after viewing some of them's timelines, they didn't consider it Nazi propaganda. They considered it a, uh... A fact? <laughs> Man, I saw one had shared out this editorial from a newspaper in Kansas in the 70s where this guy was talking about how, like, he was in concentration camps and he never saw any gas chambers. And I'm like, what? That's fucked up. One, how do you verify that this letter to the editor that they wrote in a newspaper in Kansas in 1970 was actually somebody that was in a fucking concentration camp and wasn't just a Nazi wanting to spread propaganda? And Even, even if I do take it at face value, I'm sure you could be in a concentration camp and not actually see a gas chamber if you lived through the concentration camps. Perhaps you wouldn't have seen the gas chamber because you lived. Yeah, like, and that was the first thing that came to my mind when I'm reading that. like, I've seen the people with the tattoos on their arm. Talk about the horrors of the concentration camp. And like, in this, in this, uh, letter to the editor, they're like, oh, People didn't really die from the Nazis, they died from typhoid. Mr. Balls, good evening. I just <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had an argument with some with some holocaust deniers which are becoming more prevalent on Twitter in case you uh, were unaware. Funny how that happened. Funny how that happened after Elon took over. Weird. Speaking of neo-Nazi groups, a neo-Nazi was sentenced plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan
20: just coming into our newsroom moments ago a judge sentencing the convicted ringleader in the kidnapping plot against michigan governor gretchen whitmer adam fox was facing up to life behind bars the judge sentenced him to 16 years in federal prison for conspiring to abduct and kill whitmer and for planning to blow up bridges as part of his escape plan fox and his fellow conspirator barry croft were convicted in august for leading the abduction plot just before the 2020 presidential election Croft's sentencing is set for tomorrow. Joining me now, MSNBC legal analyst Danny Savalos. Thanks, Danny. I know we've just gotten this in, but walk us through this decision. 16 years for Adam Fox. What did the judge have to consider here?
17: 16 years is a really good outcome for Adam Fox because his sentencing guidelines- I was thinking
1: the same thing.
17: Complex formula that takes into account all of these factors of the crime, where it starts out by calculating-
1: There are people that are locked up for the rest of their lives over, like, nonviolent drug offenses. But then you have all of these
17: aggravating factors, and Adam Fox had so many of them that the recommended sentence guideline range was light. It was the highest that you could get in federal court. But since about 2004, I think the year was, the Supreme Court rendered these sentencing guidelines advisory only. So the judge has to calculate them but the judge is not bound by them. So really, anything under a life sentence for Adam Fox was a win. A sentence like this is he a really needs to win. Keep that, beard. Feel that way for the defendant. Of course, it never does. And especially in federal court, where you're really going to do most of your time. You're going to get about a 15% reduction uh, for each year uh, for good time. But there is no parole system in the federal uh, prisons, so you're going to have to do most of your time That actual 16 years. It's not like he's going to get out in three because of overcrowding. When you're in federal prison, you're mostly there for the duration.
20: Help us put it into kind of a big picture context, Daddy. Uh, This has been called the largest domestic terrorism case in a generation. How important is he?
17: gone, Daddy? He needs to send a
20: message against what we all know. Here's his name, Danny, Danny or some shit. Extremism.
17: Well, that's what the government argued in their sentencing memorandum. Maybe they made the point that it's a domestic terrorism case in a generation. So you're going to have to do most of your time that actual 16 years. It's not like he's going to get out in three because of overcrowding when you're in federal prison. You're mostly there for the duration.
20: Help us put it into kind of a big picture context, Daddy. Uh, This has been called the largest terrorism terrorism case in a generation. How important is the argument that sentencing needs to send a message against what we all know is a growing threat of domestic extremism?
17: Well, that's what the government argued in their sentencing memorandum. Maybe they made the point that there is almost every possible aggravating factor is here. Uh, five or more people. You have a oh, his name is Danny. Terrorism enhancement. You have a ringleader uh, enhancement. You have so many different things that drag this case up to a case of the highest level of severity. And one of the things also to point out just is in the gutter. terrorism or bank robbery, an incomplete conspiracy. In other words, a com- conspiracy that fails. Still has to be punished in the American system, because obviously we don't want to give people a break just because they're bad at planning or unsuccessful or the government, law enforcement stops the crime before it happens. So we absolutely punish conspiracies and attempts even if they haven't completed the object.
1: Yeah, it definitely the needs
17: a I mean, the terrorism enhancement, along with all the other enhancements, made Adam Fox a really good candidate or any defendant, even if they were a first-time offender. This has happened before in terrorism cases. Somebody with zero criminal history gets a life sentence. So you could really say that uh, Fox here dodged a bullet if he's only going to spend any number of years in prison.
1: Yeah, yeah, judges don't usually go uh, light on offenders. That is odd. Weird the way I know our, uh, our justice system, and, uh, 16 years, 16 years, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I would, like, if I'm the one delving out sentences here, maybe I would say 16 years is probably a good, in a just world, 16 years is probably a good sentence for that, but comparative to the way we punish others in our current justice system something smells funny something smells real funny i faced five to ten for second offense uh marijuana possession just saying just saying White House is calling uh, Greg Abbott's migrant stunt over Christmas a a shameful, shameful stunt. This morning, days after buses of migrants
13: were dropped off in 18 degree cold on Christmas Eve outside the vice president
1: Washington, evening.
13: a spokesperson for Texas Governor Greg Abbott confirming the migrants came from Texas, saying they willingly chose to go. Many of the migrants, including children, were not wearing proper winter coats and clothing. Abbott's communications director saying the migrants signed a voluntary consent waiver in multiple languages.
1: Probably had no idea what they were signing.
13: ABC's Martha Raddatz about the bus drop-off in multiple cities.
1: And I removed them to locations that
12: self-identified as sanctuary cities that have the capability and the desire to help out these migrants. And So that's exactly what's taking place.
13: The White House calling the move on Christmas Eve a shameful stunt. But
1: These places will willingly take the migrants. You need to coordinate with them, Governor Abbott.
13: Abbott's office firing back, slamming the White House as a bunch of hypocrites. The back and forth comes as both sides await a ruling from the Supreme Court on Title 42, a pandemic era policy that allows the government to expel asylum seekers on public health grounds. The Biden administration argues the COVID emergency is over, Abbott says otherwise.
12: Uh, whether it's COVID or some other issue, when you have people coming af- across the globe
1: without knowing at all what their health status is, well, that almost by definition is a public health risk. There's Well, if the COVID emergency isn't over, why why don't we still have an eviction moratorium and extended unemployment and all that good shit? Why is the only COVID policy that you want to stay in place the one that is bigoted towards migrants? I do have an update on that ruling from the Supreme Court. They allowed it to stay in effect. We're going keep to keep kicking migrants out of the country. The
17: Supreme Court ruling that it will remain in effect for now. NBC's Sam Brock is in El Paso, Texas with the latest. And Sam, we can see the reality of the border there behind you. And tonight,
3: some major news.
7: Tom, as you look around me right now, it is organized chaos here in El Paso, one of many cities across the country that's dealing with an immigration crisis right now. And Tom, the Supreme Court voting five to four today to extend Title 42 as an emergency measure, taking up the case, which is now going to be decided. Five to four. After months of legal limbo, the Supreme Court siding with Republican lawmakers and keeping Title 42 intact for now. The policy we'll voted. allows the government to block asylum seekers from some countries, but not others. The conditions have been dire overnight in El Paso bodies bundled by blankets and near freezing temperatures with local shelters either full or unavailable to those without proper documentation, a nearby bus serving as the only break from the cold. Some migrants showing us cut wrists from cartels, skin damaged by the freeze and perilous train rides. This family traveled for five months from Honduras with five kids, the youngest a one-year-old, all covered in blankets that are wet from frost, now sick with the flu or gripe. (laughs) What do you want to do, I ask? The father tells me, a life where my kids can study, a nice roof over our heads and clothes, as the mother adds, and to be free. (laughs) This man
1: from Venezuela says the clothes. Hey, source sausage. I'd like to point out the reason why uh, they are here. Um, right wingers—they got this—they uh, got this little phrase, "right wing death squads," um, and they—they—they they, they have these symbols of uh, helicopters throwing people from the helicopters. It's a—it's a very popular trope on your side. That actually happened. That was what uh, the Reagan administration funded in Honduras. So they are actually fleeing U.S. foreign policy where we propped up right-wing death squads in Honduras. See, all, like, nothing happens in a vacuum. That's one of the reasons why I get so upset with right-wing. Like, you guys only see, you know, oh, there is a migrant coming into the country. You don't see all the the factors around why they are coming, and that it may quite possibly be our fault as to why their country is unsafe for them. You see you see <laughs> and and right wingers also love to to bring up people who have fled communist countries um. Here's here's the results of of right wing policies. And here are people fleeing uh, the right wing utopias that that, uh, Republican administrations have created.
7: The policies wearing came from churches, nonprofits, and Good Samaritans. With lives at stake, the politics have taken center stage. Texas Governor Greg Abbott tonight tweeting about the nearly 16,000 migrants that Texas has bussed all over the U.S. We're providing relief to local communities overwhelmed by President Biden's open border policies, he wrote. The White House tonight saying Title 42 is a public health measure. It should not be extended indefinitely. Adding, to truly fix our broken immigration system, we need Congress to pass comprehensive immigration reform. And with no measures in sight, it's status quo. People have up yourself. and wait for food, wondering still what their future will look like only months from now. Sam Brock, NBC News, El Paso.
1: I think Curiouser might have been singing him a song. I'm not exactly sure. I couldn't hear. You deserve to have have yourself sung a song, sir. Awesome cat. <laughs> Oh, shit. Now, I thought we were going to get Trump's taxes released today. Unfortunately, that is not going to happen. It is going to be Friday. Friday is when Congress will reportedly release Trump's tax returns. For President Donald, Trump's tax returns are reportedly slated to be released Friday morning by the House Ways and Means Committee. According to CNN, ABC News, beginning at 9 a.m., the returns will reportedly be placed in the congressional record... During a pro forma session. This is what I was expecting them to do read it into the record. The committee, which voted last week 24 to 16 to release the document, is also set to release a formal report about the records. The committee also released a report last week that the IRS disregarded its own requirement to conduct a mandatory audit of Trump's taxes, which has been a requirement since 1977. Republicans and Trump have argued they should be kept private. Still, the AP reported that Trump was dealt a significant blow last month when the Supreme Court rejected Trump's bid not to have Congress examine his tax returns. He didn't pay shit in taxes. And he ain't worth no fucking billion dollars. Just, just from what we know already, I can guarantee you, he ain't worth no fucking billion dollars. And he didn't pay shit in fucking taxes. Chris Hayes had a couple of legal experts on and they were debating whether Trump would be indicted or not. And their uh, their view is a resounding yes. Yes, he will
2: fraud scheme. He faces a civil inquiry by the New York attorney general to his business practice, as well as renewed scrutiny from the Manhattan D.A. of the 2016 hush money payment made to an adult film actress. On the federal level, there's, of course, the new special counsel, Jack Smith, and his dual investigations into separate inquiries, the mishandling of government documents and the president's possible involvement or incitement of the Capitol riot and attempts to overturn the election. Meanwhile, in Georgia, a grand jury in Fulton County is looking into attempted interference in that state's 2020 election. Still at the table, Maya Wiley, Andrew Weissman, and Charles Coleman. I'm gonna play this game with all three of you. So here's the thought experiment. We're There's playing games. It was anonymous. I love games. <laughs> uh, it, uh, we're in a counterfactual world, right? So you don't know yeah. it's Donald Trump. But you get hired, Andrew Weissman, as the new legal team. They fire their old lawyers. And day one, you get like the briefing book with the rundown of the legal issues facing your client. And your first meeting the client, your client says to you, Am I going to be indicted? And you say, What? Yes.
8: Bye bye, babe.
2: <laughs> it's happening. But you really exactly. you really think that if oh, yeah. in that it's, if you are advising him right now or any other client with
12: this stuff that you say We're you know what time it is to it's, not, it's yeah. not whether it's gonna happen, it's when and with how many of these things that are in front of and you. And how yeah. many counts.
10: I, I would say to him, what we have to focus on is the state cases. The federal you will you're going to get indicted federally period, the end. Um, that is what Jack Smith is going to do. Mm. Um, whether it's on one or two things, we don't know, but it, <laughs> either one of those is not good. One is better than two, but that's that's going to happen. There may be a political solution ultimately on a federal indictment, because if there is a Republican president, um, you know, you, it is unlikely that will come to fruition. There will be a trial, there will be a guilty verdict, and you will be sentenced before there's the next presidential election so that's one area we wow. have so to worry about this is your about. advice
2: is like that's it's understand issues, this is going to
10: happen Federal is going to happen the real name of the game is the states because there's no ability to be pardoned federally for a state crime so if there's a georgia indictment or a new york indictment that's where you have to worry because if you're indicted in new york you are going to go to jail if in Georgia, you're probably gonna go to jail as well unless they change the rules and allow the governor to pardon you. Right. Um, So that is where we need to spend our time is convincing, looking at those cases and figuring out what the defenses are there. Um, And in both of those, I think there are um potential issues i mean i think the strongest of all of the things that we've seen at least from the outside is in the mar-a-lago case that i don't see strongest defense. in which
2: direction strongest
10: okay. in the sense that the government is going to indict yeah. and it is hard to see a valid defense there right. and why, why is that that is just a simple case. He took the documents. He knew he took the documents. There are probably going to be a whole lot of lawyers from the White House who are going to probably be key witnesses to say. There
1: were still more documents.
10: I, I told him the FBI didn't legal. even recover everything. The government property. And the fact that it took 18 months
2: of drips and
10: drabs is going to be unbelievably damning evidence.
2: Renato Mariotti has, has used this line. I think others have as well. Charles said, he said, it's kind of like a drug case. Like, yeah. if you get searched and you've got a pound of cocaine, like, You're in a lot of trouble. You gotta have some explaining to do because like the thing is there, right? You're in possession of the illegal thing. You have to come up with some theory that's gonna have to be a pretty good one to get out above that problem.
12: You know, for most of the year, Donald Trump, from a legal perspective, spent the year as the gingerbread man. No one could capture him, no one could sort of pin him down until this moral lago thing yeah, exploded, it's, it's true. and I agree with Andrew. It's the most straightforward route as a former prosecutor that I would use or look at in terms of everything else because it's so cut and dry. The intent is there. The timeline,
1: Apparently, the Smith zones, all is all also going to be, be in charge of January get six. The
12: documents with his personal effects. I mean, it's it's really. <laughs> the 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 easiest case to establish and he really doesn't have an offense a defense with it i expect that he will likely play to the court of public opinion in as much as trying to minimize the charges because he doesn't have a leg to stand on in the court of law i want to talk about that in a
1: second but you want to yeah but the court of public opinion doesn't fucking matter by the way this is strongest
8: prosecution i'm just going to say georgia 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 fulton county jury he is directly engaged in trying to find an exact number of votes that he needs to win. He's made multiple calls. He sends his chief of staff down there. He is directly implicated, uh, clearly trying to influence the outcome of that election. It. Is not going to be an easy. I'm not saying he can't right. mount a defense. Yeah. Of course he can mount one. I'm just looking at the juries he's going to face in Fulton County. Mm. And I'm just saying he's got a lot he's of He's got
2: a lot of there. problems. The, the line that I've used before on the air, and I continue, is that I, I lived in Chicago and where I got my start as a reporter. And there are a lot of corruption stories in Chicago, <laughs> as you might know. And when I heard no. that, one of my first thoughts was. If there was a recording of a Chicago alderman who just lost a race calling the Cook County clerk and saying, I just need these votes, that alderman would be invited Get soup. by the Northern District U.S. Attorney yeah. by the end of the week in a big, like, we got them yeah. like, PR thing. It would be a it would be a badge of honor. And I saw that sort of thing. Those cases case roll up all the time, like when Rob McGoyevich is on tape being like, this thing is golden right? Like,
10: I think it's a little more complicated there. And that, you know, the job as a prosecutor or a defense lawyer is to make sure you're looking through everything for whatever yeah. possible arguments. You know, it wasn't, that wasn't a phone call just with Donald Trump on it and just with yeah, the state that's true. So he's, it is so important for the state to know exactly what happened beforehand. He was clearly reading in part from a script. You yeah. want to make sure that he does not have a defense of saying, wait a I second, was this, was, my blessed. this yes. was blessed. I mean, look, lawyers have are great and not great because a lot of times lawyers will bless something that they shouldn't have. But if you do that, it gives the client a potential defense.
2: And this, and this gets to something I think is really important. Uh, is that wait, 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 are,
10: wait,
1: wait, 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 just because his lawyers told him he was in the clear, they were on the phone call, doesn't mean that he's like not accountable it doesn't work like that these are all i mean aside i would i would think that would put the lawyers on the hook as opposed to letting trump off the hook
2: case which we can talk about back again you know i i think you're right like the there's a weird thing where the most serious things he did are the hardest cases to make you know what I'm saying like it's like yes. I keep coming back to the theme it's the a, most important crime that Donald Trump committed is he tried to end constitutional governance in the United States of America a reason for
12: that because they are very that's correct. Cases, that's right, right? That's and right. so yeah. and I said from very very long ago earlier this year what ends up being, you know, the thing that nails the coffin shut for him may not be the most exciting or sensational thing. Like, think about, you know, the fact that uh, the uh, the Elliot Ness, I believe. Yeah, Capone with the taxes. Well, Capone, it was taxes, right? And so it may not be the most sensational thing that brings him down, but there's a reason for that because this is a guy who – has been involved in a lot of very deep shady and convoluted business. shady business, but he
8: hasn't stood trial for them all. That and I just, I just want to say i think he is going to be indicted in georgia the, I, I think what we're talking about is what does he actually go to prison for uh we don't know and no. Marlo logo is the best bet i completely agree with that but i'm just saying a man who's out well i think
1: prison is, is, a, a, is facing very serious charges. and
8: what he is known for is being the mob boss that says Wink, indictment
1: no, is no. likely yeah. he, prison he was
8: not winking and nodding in this case
1: that's that
2: very very good point Maya wiley andrew weissman charles coleman i learned a lot at the table
1: prison is just a. Uh... but then again it's Trump like like I've said before they'll give him the opportunity not to be perp walked but I kind of think that Trump wouldn't take that opportunity like he's not going to turn himself in right they're, they're going to have to go like all up in Mar-a-Lago and bring him out and that'll be fun to watch But they're gonna give him every opportunity to be treated like a like a special person. Is that the right word? Special per with with special privileges. Not special person. Ah, let's go down to Georgia. Lindsey Graham wanted to use a credit card company technology to throw out absentee ballots in Georgia. Old Lady Graham, what's up, disposable thumb? Testimony given to the January 6th committee this Tuesday, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was questioned over Senator Lindsey Graham's phone call to him back in November of 2020, where he suggested rejecting mail-in votes in the presidential election from counties with high rates of questionable signatures. Graham's phone calls to Raffensperger were followed weeks later by Donald Trump, who asked Raffensperger to find 11,780 votes to secure the 2020 election for him. Raffensperger told the committee that Graham thought credit card companies had technology that Georgia could use to assist with signature matching on ballots in Fulton County, saying that Graham suggested using the technology to go through all 150,000 absentee ballots very quickly using a machine process. Lindsey Graham, you fucking idiot, Credit card companies don't check your fucking signature when you sign the little slip of paper that they print out. God damn, you're stupid. (laughs) You can pretty much sign whatever the fuck you want. It's not like it's going to flag you for fraud if it doesn't match a signature they have in some database or some shit. Holy fuck. Lindsey Graham is stupid. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? That man's a senator. That man's a senator. He's probably wrote banking legislation. Katie Hobbs the governor-elect in Arizona uh, requested that Harry Lake uh, be sanctioned for her questioning of the election results we're gonna hear the rationale and then I have an update
4: this is CBS News Flash. I'm Courtney Keeley in New York Democratic governor elect Katie Hobbs of Arizona and Maricopa County filed sanctions against Carrie Lake after a judge ruled against Lake's attempt to declare herself the winner of the November election. The county called Lake's lawsuit groundless. According to the Food and Drug Administration, four lots of the blood pressure medication quinaprol. Oh, I was
1: wondering what the what the Food and Drug Administration had to do with that. Moving on, it's like a headline thing. Okay. Well, let's get the update because the judge ruled earlier today. Arizona judge refuses to sanction Carrie Lake finding that her election lawsuit was not successful, but not groundless. An Arizona judge declined to issue sanctions against defeated gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake finding that the election challenge that she filed was not successful, but also not groundless. Sunday Sunday. What is up, my friend? Thank you for being a freaking follower. There is no doubt that each side believes firmly in its position with great conviction. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson wrote in a three-page minute order on Tuesday. Three-page minute order. The fact that plaintiff failed to meet the burden of clear and convincing evidence required for each element of the relevant state code does not equate to a finding that her claims were or were not groundless and presented in bad faith. Seemed awful bad faith to me. Thompson noted that passions surrounding the case are high. Any legal decision must be based on the law and facts rather than subjective beliefs or partisan opinions, no matter how strongly held. The court has heard all the evidence and arguments. The court has carefully examined and thought through the facts and evidence before it in the motions and at the hearing. On Christmas Eve, Thompson found that Lake lost a valid election and failed to produce any evidence of intentional misconduct. There you have it. Going from the governor of Arizona to the governor of South Dakota. Christy Noem got a badass Christmas present. She took to Twitter to show it off. What did she get? She got a fucking flamethrower. Christy Noem criticized for playing with flamethrower as thousands freeze in her own state. Oh, shit. Jessie Gnome's new toy.
18: Perfect! I think this... Perfect! I think
1: this... I guess that's one way to burn up your Christmas trash. I think this... Perfect! I think this... As the governor of South Dakota and possible 2024 presidential contender, Christy Nome, Their flamethrower that she got for Christmas. I got a, a a multi-purpose survival tool, and I was very happy about that, but... Flamethrower is awfully fucking cool. I gotta admit i'm I'm a little jealous of her flamethrower Last week, we did the story of the gay Jewish representative elect, Republican George Santos. Santos has admitted to lying.
18: Finally, speaking out, ending a week of silence. The Long Island congressman-elect now admits he did
15: lie on his resume and about his background. CBS 2's John Diaz joins us live from the Sayassat Trace. Just a little padding in Nassau County, part of his new district. And John, what's next for Santos?
16: Andrea, Natalie, good morning to both of you. Well, Santos is remaining resolute. He's remaining determined that he will still become uh, New York's third district's next congressman, uh, even though he...
1: It really seems like, like Kevin McCarthy ain't gonna give a shit. So if it's up to McCarthy whether this fuck gets seated or not, he's gonna be seated. Well, Soup, let me catch you up on this. He said he worked for Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs says they have no record of him. He says he went to NYU and NYU says they have no record of him. He said he was gay, openly gay, running for office as a Republican. He divorced a woman two weeks before announcing his candidacy. That doesn't mean that you're not gay, but it raises some questions. He also said that his family fled the Holocaust. Now he's saying that he didn't say he was Jewish. He said he was Jew hyphen-ish. I'm not fucking lying. He
16: is confident that he will still be sworn in on January 3rd. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a, a criminal. But Congressman-elect George Santos, admitting he did embellish his resume after New York Times article exposed him, confessing to lying while running to represent the people of New York's 3rd District, which covers parts of Northern Long Island and Northeast Queens. The Republicans saying this on WABC Radio yesterday, a conservative talk radio show. And I'm not going to make excuses for this. but. Much, a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um, twist a little bit or engrangulate themselves. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm just saying I've done.
1: I need to do that. I've never once embellished my resume. <laughs> Apparently, I need to. Apparently, I should be. So
16: much good work in my career. The 34 year old claimed to have worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, but in an interview with the New York Post, he confessed he only worked for a company that did business with both of them. Santos also claimed to have graduated from Baruch in 2010, but now he said. Well,
1: okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Like, uh, I say I worked for Walmart Portrait Studios. And like, you know, like I worked for Walmart. I didn't technically work for Walmart. I worked for a company that worked for Walmart. He never graduated from any college.
16: I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishment, I'm sorry. One thing is, I will be sworn in. I will take office. I will be able to be an effective member of the legislature. When I interviewed Santos in September about the historic election he was a part of, the first time two Open candidates were facing off in a general election for Congress, he talked about morals. And I, I've always said, we have a fundamental obligation and moral obligation to leave a better country I for the next generation. Gay. And I
1: believe he's might even it. And
16: eye I on don't him. I believe that that's the direction that the country's going in. Long Island Democrats have been calling for Santos to step down. One Legislator Josh Lefanzen saying, act. "Quote: George Santos has now publicly admitted to what we have all known for a week. He is a liar and a fraud." Others wonder how both sides didn't do their homework better.
2: Well, opposition research is
1: is a key part of any campaign you know if they didn't know about this then it's that it is shocking
16: he flipped a blue seat by the, the way sue the new york times for defamation he has said that he still does not know all of his options but he will be looking into it we are live this morning from sias at long island john Diaz, cbs 2 news
1: he flipped a blue seat, so that is that is one of the reasons why the Democrats lost. If uh, if he is unseated, I don't know what New York's procedure is. If they have to hold a special election, if the governor gets to appoint somebody, if the governor gets to appoint somebody. That would be a a plus one for Democrats, and would put the Republicans at having a three seat advantage in Congress. From Congress to the Senate. Flying seems to be something that is uh, pretty in vogue with right-wingers. Lady B, good evening. You'll never see him. Speculation swirls over Republican Senator Tom Cotton's official residence. Now, as I said, I've been to Arkansas, so I don't blame him for not going there very often. There is much speculation around how much time... Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton spins away from his apartment address and listed voter, voting residence in Little Rock, Arkansas. Cotton's social media accounts typically indicate the senator's location and according to Arkansas Times, his accounts can go many weeks without posting pictures that confirm his presence in the state. Little Rock State Senator Clark Tucker highlighted one of Cotton's tweets from July that said, one of the many reasons I'm happy to be back in Iowa, Casey's Pizza. The post includes a photo of the senator standing in front of Casey's General Store. Taking a shot at Cotton, Tucker said, to me, anyone who has campaigned in Arkansas ought to know that there are plenty of Casey's General Stores in Arkansas with that pizza available. So, you know, when something like that happens, it really fuels the speculation that he may not be spending a whole lot of time here iowa hmm Tom cotton is in iowa in july i wonder why he might be doing that he is running for president in 2024 that's my speculation not much not much actual speculation though david kaufman the senator's next door neighbor in little rock told arkansas times you'll never see him said he rarely sees anyone coming or going from the residence. Another neighbor of Cotton's, who asked to remain anonymous, said the same, but added that she thought at one point the unit might be serving as an Airbnb, so Tom um, Cotton might be uh, renting his residence out. Aside from his social media disclosing his location, Cotton's recent his his what suicide coordinates, Terroristic, threatening court what 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 did suicide coordinates. Assassination coordinates, that's what I meant to say. He's posting his assassination coordinates. I really am, I'm tired. I'm very tired. Cotton's recent financial report also provides insight into his most frequented residence. The report included a 30-year mortgage based in McLean, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. Cotton said in an interview, I've always had a home in Arkansas, obviously, first in Dardananale, then in Little Rock. But since I was elected, like most members, I also have a residence in the D.C. area as well. He's clearly running for president. God damn it, Smokey. Hold on, I gotta let Smokey in. And then once I let Smokey in, we're going to watch Chaya on with Tucker Carlson earlier today. Smokey being so whiny. Are you whiny, buddy? <laughs> He wants attention. Oh, he hopped up on the futon. Buddy. Fine. I didn't want to see you anyway. I think he's going to hop on the nightstand. There you go. There you see some smoking in the background. (laughs) So this morning Tucker Carlson dropped his interview With Chaya Ratchik The owner of the account Libs of TikTok I have not watched this yet But apparently uh, It's pretty vile So here she is With Tucker Carlson This interview dropped today This is from his daytime talk show.
3: How, what is going on here? Do you have any theories?
9: I think there's, um, there's something so unique about the LGBTQ community has become this cult and it's so captivating and it pulls people in so strongly, unlike anything we've ever seen.
1: What the fuck? (laughs) It's a cult. I don't understand what he'd like You are a a Trump supporter. You really are in a cult, ma'am. You're probably very religious, if I had to guess. Um so um is is you you're using cult as a pejorative to try to put down other people? Because you actually are in a cult as with most things. It's just more projection from right-wing morons. Uh, Trump rules dickhead. Is dickhead an island somewhere that I didn't know about?
9: Um, and they, they brainwash um, people to join and they convince them of all of these things. Um, and it's really, really hard to get out of it. It's really difficult. And, and there are studies on this. Like there have been, there's been a lot of reporting on this about people, uh, parents who are like, you know, my child is is starting to say, you know, that they're non-binary or transgender or whatever. And how, what do I do? How do I, how do I stop this? And it's really, really difficult. It It's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen, I think. Um, it's extremely poisonous.
3: But do you see a spiritual
9: component to any of this? Um
3: <laughs> You don't have to answer that if you don't want. Yeah, I don't
9: I don't know.
3: Well I do. Because she's in a cult. Doesn't make sense at all.
9: No, it it makes it doesn't make any sense. Um and I think I think Yes,
1: what you were describing doesn't make any sense because it's not fucking true. You're talking about the LGBTQ community being a fucking cult or some shit. Yeah, I don't know what study she's talking about that like Gay kids are actually gay, and that you shouldn't try to fucking change them or something. I would love to know what study she's talking about. You don't have to answer that. If you... it, as with most things, uh, I, I would say like it's not an actual study. She's actually referring to uh, Answers in Genesis or some shit like that. Right wingers love to misconstrue things. Don't want.
9: Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: Well, I do. I do. I I don't think
3: this makes sense at all.
9: No, it it makes, it doesn't make any sense. Um, And I think, I think they're just, I think they're evil. Um, And and sometimes we try to, we try to, to, um, to break it down a lot. And, you know, we, we discuss like why this is happening, what's happening and whatever. And I think sometimes the simplest answer is like, they're just evil. They're bad people. They're just evil people. And they want to and they want to groom kids.
1: They're just evil people and they want to groom kids. She's talking about us. Ma'am. I mean, I, I don't even know where, where to go with this. Do I, do I pull up the Southern Baptist Convention that admitted to Actually raping kids and covering it up, harassing the the victims. I'll pull up the numerous stories of cops raping kids. All right, by groom kids. What she means is teach them to be tolerant and not bigoted like her. That's what she means. Because allowing children to go up, grow up with diverse sets of viewpoints causes them to be well-rounded individuals that don't just, you know, hate people irrationally. Do you want to talk about being in a cult? Do you want to talk about being in a cult? I think the people who were at the Capitol on January 6th are in a cult. Huh. Sometimes this happens to me and I don't understand it. Hold on. It only took a couple of hours. Go, 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 go. Get in the building!
3: Head in the building! Learn my the building!
1: For an extremism researcher to identify one Miss Chai Head
17: in the building! and my boy. Creep the building! Go,
1: go, go! Right there. Get
3: in the building!
1: January 6th. Head in the building! and my bull! Creep the building! multiple people tagged the fbi on twitter there you can see her face i do believe that is her within hours of her interview on tucker carlson people were like yep now that she revealed her face we can confirm it's her now my question is i had seen her face already i didn't know that this was some big grand reveal I thought everybody knew what she looked like. Apparently not though. But some internet sleuths put it together. She was at January 6th. Which is probably one of the most, the one of the least surprising things ever. All right. I, I got to get out of here. It's, it's bedtime. bedtime for Bonzo. That's what my mom used to say. My mom used to tell me that when I was a little kid. She's like, it's bedtime for Bonzo. I didn't know that was the stupid ass movie that Ronald Reagan made with a monkey. Your dad would tell you that, too. I I never knew that it was that fucking monkey movie that Ronald Reagan made. But here's your chonky cat. And oh my God, look at that chonk. <laughs> this is the chonkiest chonk that's ever chonked. And I thought I had chonky cats. And I, I do, I have very chonky cats. It's a unit of chonk. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I'm i am uh, I'm thinking about doing something for New Year's Eve. If you're, if you're on the Spotify, you can go uh, check out the three-part best of 2022. Uh, that will be up on YouTube sometime tonight. I'm going to divide it up into chapters so you can skip ahead to... Dalton called Cod Codfelter. You can skip ahead to Matt Walsh. You can skip ahead to uh, Lauren Bobert talking about wonton killings. You can find out about sexual anarchy. You can hear about the the woke moralists. I'll have all that marked out for you in chapters on the Stop on the yours, YouTube. Woke
7: moralists.
1: We'll see who cancels who. Who we raiding? Soup, pick them for me. That's who I was. I was just looking at it. Who we raiding? Tell me. Nebule. You did give us somebody's doing politics, right? Yeah. That's what we do. Oh non-smoker. I, I need to raid non-smoker. We'll do we'll do non-smoker next time. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.